this the recording was in the computer yeah um yeah i'm kind of lost because of the shift in the power, <laughs> electricity here um yeah so one of the biggest points i want to put up now and talk to you about is um what is the starting point there are loads of insights and it would be a truth that those who are exposed to this energy either in in months or years there's so much knowing already inside you within you and it's quite hard to grasp um you have so much wisdom and there are these questions like what do i do with this um there, there's a desire to integrate to synthesize or to hold it into a one energy field but this isn't actually the the goal of this spirit in a way um this organization isn't a negativity in the inner dance process um in a way that integration is a human construct it belongs to an aspect of the mind that's been there for a long period like it, it as soon as it walks into a room it already is integrating um something into a story process somehow like an unfoldment into a narrative and inner dance has been remodeling that on a paradigmatic level it's trying to create a new story unfolding that is very disorganized from the human perspective and so inner dance in a way has been trying to contribute to the adjustment uh on a physical and neurological level what would help us now is a question like where do we begin what is a starting point is an unspoken question um and when you allow yourself the opportunity to meditate upon this um you know like if you were given so much time and space to go into that where would your mind go now one problem spot that people deal with is a philosophical term called solipsism solipsism is like an interiorization of consciousness in a way that um you become the universe in a way you know you you start to see that everything is an illusion it's very buddhist it's uh it's like you invalidate the external world and suddenly the the only thing true to you is what comes from you it 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 is you as a being coming into a sense of identity or an i am it, you cancel everything out and the only thing valid is what emerges from your intuition um it could last for months it could last for years and a lot of people actually just would prefer to stay there um that i am the starting point and um it could lead to a lot of problems i noticed this tendency inside me and it's very strong and because of the prior work that i've done this big insect if you hear the sound just don't mind it it's happening for a reason um 
and I, I guess I, I do hold a sense of responsibility because I, I'm considering people undergoing the deep transformations um, in the city, like, like in the world. They, they don't have the chance to take time out and to create space where they can do this safely outside of the judgments and the uh, mental transitions happening in society when you decide to uh, restructure your own constructs starting from an I am. Inner dance then helps with this in two ways. Like not only does it give you the space to work in yourself in many ways, it would also give you the chance to elaborate this within community. Uh, I think that is the craving. The yearning is, can we hold hands in a process where transformations are happening en masse, you know, like something that's growing like a seed? What can we surrender to? Like, who do we trust? At what point do we all um, undergo a death? And there, there, there are many ways and inner dance is the way and the fact that we're having this conversation, there's enough context here that we share around inner dance's role in this. Um, but the confusion of having to do it within community, I admire anyone who would dare to in fact bring this coding, this contextualization into the world because there's dangers in it there will be misunderstandings in it. Um, this prospect that we're all going to die together means also we're also going to give birth together. And um, we don't know so much the levels of trust that would require um, bringing chaos into order, bringing form from the divine feminine's aspects of flow. It's going to be very new in a way that most of the things that arrived to us have never really been seen before. So a starting point is a really big one. Um, is it coming from language itself? Is it gonna be logogenetic? You know, is it logogenesis, is it social genesis? Does it come from community? Is it um, biogenetic? Does it have something to do with the body? People who deal with a reinvention of religion would be, um, into theogenesis? Is it gonna be from the mind, psychogenesis? Uh, I speak about these terms in a way that elaborates that you will be experimenting with your own study process. That um, at some points, a lot of your questions will be traveling from one domain of thought to another. And what energy school or what inner dances community has tried to do is to go into a pattern recognition that beneath all of these study areas, there's something very fundamental that would allow you to eventually, in fact, read very complex things, very um, advanced thought processes from the Asiatic, from the Western, in, in a way that you would be able to catch up with it. Um, and so I'm demonstrating this in week one, um, the website um, that you're looking into might seem intense or it might seem simple. I, I want to clarify just how difficult it is to, in fact, 
make commitments in the written word, whether that be on paper or in electricity, it's very difficult to make commitments in speech or in writing the um, spiritual mind in a way. A lot of people have tried that. They would take notebooks when they go to spiritual retreats, do psychedelic journeys. And it's almost impossible sometimes to translate into certain ways of extending our minds, which is what writing does. It, it's like slowing down the vibration that is very fast inside. When you try to make a commitment to the outside world through a way of announcing it or even demonstrating it, you can keep thinking about your own beauty, your own purity and power. But at a certain point, beyond thinking about it, love needs to manifest and extend itself outwards. And, and when you're coming from a really, really big place, it's very difficult to commit that into the external world. Um, so a relationship or a relationality between the outside and the inside needs to happen beyond the solipsism meaning you can just keep accessing your own wisdom, but unless there's a kind of hermeneutic circle, don't, don't be afraid of that term. It's, it's like a meeting point between the, the perspective of the self and the, the perspective of what's called the life world. You know, it's like the, what is the belief system of the earth that you chose to be born in that you can't just cancel out. So there are multi-step scenarios there then whereby you would invalidate the world so that you could validate yourself but for some people it's actually quite the opposite you would invalidate yourself and then you would validate the world the world is a divine construct as well uh, i could just keep listening to conspiracy theories and how everything outside is just wrong but god designed it for a purpose and I am an extension of that which is outside me. So the balancing would be how to validate both once again, that I am valid. All those that I'm speaking to are valid. Everything is happening for a reason. All conversations are a conversation with the one and I am adopting a kind of body, a kind of mentality that is able to listen to this entire construct as if it was all just speaking to each other. Um, what is required then for arriving at such a collective space is a common view, you know, like how do we all see a one story linking everything into place and without a common language and without a common or conventional sense of action? Like how do we uh, adopt all this insight that is happening within inner dance, but way beyond inner dance. There's so much amazing work out there. We have yet to arrive at something everyone can surrender to, partly because of the level of competitiveness or the adversarial inside of us. We're, we're, we're always looking for the better yoga. Even in inner dance, people are looking for the better inner dance. What is the, the better meditation? what would be the thing in the world that drops down 
and realizes that it, it's all just one thing. So there's something very complementary about inner dance where it shouldn't have to compete with other spiritual modalities. In fact, it enhances it. It uh, also, it's a conglomeration of all the energy processes and all the meditations and all the yogas. Put it into one thing and imagine if that looked almost like a party, <laughs> but also a deep meditation chaos and order would then conjoin into such polarizations, but also uni unifications. You, you wouldn't, you, you can experience all of the range or the spectrum in just a, a contained moment. Um, so going back to this shared space then, I feel like where we're at now is that um, we are, arriving at a, a starting point and, and what might look like an online training or online process. For me, it isn't that. For me, um, my selfish intention is to arrive at a starting point for the inner dance and from the inner dance inside me. And I feel that we have enough now to get there. We've had enough deaths. We've had enough insights. We, we, we have enough of that non-competitive field to imagine a, a, an authentic spiritual awakening, not just of the individual, but in community. I think we're ready to build. So I'm appealing for your intentions and your questions, but also your modes of surrender in a way that um, I would like to go beyond just two-month timelines like these supportive systems need to extend and, and we will be here for each other. Like, I know I'll be here for you. Um, what would it take for someone like me to, in fact, be able to answer all these emails? It, it's, it's needing that contextualization. It's like when you get to know someone, you don't want to have to keep collecting all of these individuals in your life because you already know so many people. What you're looking for is quality, quality time, quality people, quality communities. So it's definitely not just about the people. It's the, it, it's, it's the intelligence or the sentient energies within people that's conducting a community in a way. Um, when you arrive at that visioning process, what space holders later realize is there's so little to do. Once you've achieved a level of resonance within a group, all you have to sometimes do is walk into a space and it just does its thing. It's ridiculous. Like you, you would just laugh in a corner. Like, this is it. I'm not actually doing anything. There's no struggle. Uh, it seems like I'm walking around the room with an iPhone, with an iPod, and I'm, I'm choosing songs, but there's an understanding of what is the true nature of sound, of the brain, of the mind, of language, of history um, that starts to just emanate or channel through in a way that needs no thinking. And that is the success that a success factor I want to give now because it posits or holds the very conditions that could spread this across the world, not as those terms like inner dance and 
what have you. It, it's just being able to touch people's hearts and intuitions that they know that this is exactly what many are looking for right now. And, and, and in their ability to trust it, um, there's something there. So yeah, going back to the starting point, um, because the, the, like how to describe chaos, it, I, I mentioned it in the voice note. In a way, our minds are set about by the paradigm of the timeline. You know, like when you have a story, you need to have a beginning, you need to have a middle, and you need to have an ending. To the spiritual mind, it doesn't look like a line. It looks more like a star or an asterisk where you become more of an inter a point of intersection where many stories are passing through you. You know, you become more like a conduit or like a highway system for information. Um, but you're the intersection. You're not the highway, actually. You become like an intersection for highway systems for light, love, information, power, truths. Um, so to arrive at that, there has to be certain dialogues or conversations that we need to have. And, and you really, really, really need to learn to ask better questions. We need to adopt that tribal ritual of arriving at what, what is actually the, the question that, that holds many, many questions in any given moment. Uh, and, and if we are able to hold that, you would know because we can extend our relationship with each other beyond the years where we are actually beginning to do construction work not so much deconstruction work which is the huge intent many people who approach inner dance has to start out with like how can I make people surrender how can I keep bringing about the cathartic the explosive how can I make them cry how can I make their bodies move automatically I keep saying it again and again this is actually really easy <laughs> when you understand the energy um it's earth language it, it's earth context coming into the human and bringing remembrance about so the more you are struggling and thinking about it the less you you'll be able to, to do it if you at least um even have access to the context without even understanding it yourself to, 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 to have access to it. it. It just does its thing. People go there. People go into space time uh, areas that are, you know, areas that they didn't know about. It, it's really just going to happen. Um, one way to look at it has to do with the continuum. It, it's a continuity of thought in the inner dance that, um, okay, this is what's hard for me to put into words, which is one of my intentions with the journey now. Um, you would end up moving from your solipsism, your individual truth, to global truth, like global mind. How would you then start to reinvent everything that's ever been thought about. Um, when you learn to discern this and watch many people start to recreate um, their own sense of the work, 
either there's a reliance on things that are concrete, you know, it's, it's, it's something easy to understand. But then when you start to veer away from the concrete and into the abstract, you would start to reinvent psychoanalysis, you'd start to reinvent psychology, you'd start to reinvent mysticism, philosophy, you'd start to reinvent medicine. And you have a feeling that you're doing something really, really amazing, but in fact, it's quite basic in a way that you are simulating the many things that we were doing when we were only beginning to think about these things, about healing the body, about understanding the mind. And then we start to adopt or put on words or brandings to make it look big. And we start to put price tags on these. The, the, these are the elements that inner dance isn't so interested in as an energy because it precisely destroyed all that it, it inside me and inside the world it created the openings that allows this to to spread so it will easily die when we go into these human tendencies that are quite excitable right now and it's been rare for me to be able to speak about this um, in a straightforward way that this is a trap and um, it, it, it doesn't do much. That, that is the kind of starting point we need to derive now, I think. The understanding of inner dance, not just as power, because most people who go into the beginning phases of inner dance without them wording it, what they're looking for is actually power because of the disempowerments that they've been through they, they want to sustain that. And uh, I can see it. I can see it in the language. And like, how can I sustain? How can I keep this alive? How can I keep this strong? But what will keep it strong is knowledge. Knowledge power is um, a concept within Michel Foucault that understands that the more knowledge you have, the more power you have. But sometimes the more power you look for, you, you actually decrease the amount of knowledge that energy can give. And so to create a humbling space upon which we are able to slow down the accelerations that take place within the process. Just to explain that, you can design your workshop in a way that brings about the wildness, the screaming, the crying, but eventually there are people who start to hold the sound in the way of holding the body in which visions start to appear. And then the life review starts to appear. They don't need to be polar because sometimes the, the, the messiness and the chaos in the inner dance is uh, what allows that to happen. It's just really important to understand what is the intention that you're holding. Uh, and usually how it first comes to you is de definitely how you will give it. Everything that you experience is everything that you will give. That's a very old spiritual law that we've known about. That you know what you give, you receive. What you receive, you will give. So it's almost opening up your spectrum or your mental range in a way that you would start to think as a world. You would start to process and start to give your generosity as a planet. And that's maybe the transition point that we're, we're considering now. Like, what is the safe transition point upon which an individual also becomes an earth? Um, because it, it's, it, this is not conceptual, just through the nature of 
modernity and post-modernity now, we have so much feedback <laughs> coming through these devices, these, these um, uh, spiritual practices, and, and we're learning to synthesize that. Uh, what would be the safe transition? And if inner dance, in fact, is a gift coming from Mother Gaia that allows that to happen uh, in, in a nurturing way, which is the mother energy in a protective way, which is what we desire from the father, how would protection and nurturing bring about the, the evolution of a global consciousness inside you? You know, there, there, there's so much romanticization when it comes to the dark night of the soul is one term constantly being used for so many decades now. It, it's the ego death. It, it's like you, you know that something needs to die, but then you go into an ego death loop. Um, there, there's a paradigm on the, the, the mind is the unconscious. It, there, there's so much repression, there's so much um, e evil, there's so much shadow. When you don't hold in tandem, the, the ego death is also the birth of the collective. Um, it, 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 it's an event inside you when you start to understand this consistently that the, the death of my identity is also the birthing of the collective. It, it's just learning to hold those two in tandem. It, it means that there's an energy descent strategy, like, like a, a, an involution process, like a going down. And in so doing, you also learn a languaging and uh, uh, a safe, constructive space where something goes up. Like an in involution and evolution starts to happen. You, you learn to hold those simultaneously. Like I, I've got a funeral system inside me, but also have a birthing clinic. You know, I have a wombing process. I have a birthing always at work. And you almost might need two or three notebooks to, to have the, the letting go, the surrender, and then the, the growth process, you know? Um, so the latter is very recent for me. I would say only in the four or five years that I felt good about being able to facilitate this in a larger way. Um, and, and so that's kind of my battle, that a lot of the older manifestations of the inner dance is what's spread across the world. And that's really what people look for. And what I've been trying to do is to hold something much, much deeper in inner dance that also belongs to me as a person. Because I, I grew up in a highly chaotic but also organized background. Like I, I grew up in a highly literate society. Um, and, and so there's a scientific element inside me that marries with the, the super chaotic, super artistic, super destructive, you know, like, um, like my energy is quite soft, but it, it can stab and kill and murder e ego when the conditions are there. It's only lately where I found safe ground that I myself can trust. Like, I, I feel like the global mind has grown inside me only recently, in fact. And, and I'm, I'm seeing discernments within the inner dance process that are quite subtle and sensitive. And it, 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 it fizzles out very fast when there's a, uh, even a sense of 
a uh, a control issue, like a wanting to to hold this not as it really is, but something that you know th it's like a vibration. Like we we we're learning to to know. Like it, it, okay, my intuition is saying it, it's there. Like I know, I know it's there. I can surrender to that. But our discernment is so high now. Our sensitivities are so extreme that we know it's not there. Something is off, and and we're having to transit between the on and the off so much now, which takes so much brevity and courage because we're in the world now and we're carrying this sensitivity. Um, so how I've actually been wanting to be treated as a person isn't so much as a person. It's almost archival. Having have been exposed to tens of thousands of people from about 60 nationalities going into the deepest trance, you know, like the most impossible things. Because inner dance spread out so fast, there's a feedback system in which all the countries actually started to check in. Inner dance in the Russian, the Slovenian, the Estonian, the Polish, the, the African, and so on and so forth. It, it was having conversations with each other. And, and I was the, a point of intersection for a long time. And, and I could see the, the lines of culture, of, of language, of history start to create a very strong seed, um, seed of knowledge, seed of wisdom. Um, so I had to incubate that. And the histories that I haven't been able to share is what exactly happened inside me when I had to even leave the world in order to nurture that. Like a, a super wisdom start to come about. And, and you would know that with a sense of hunger inside you. It's almost like you, you want to eat the world. Like you, when you're reading a book, it's not just a book anymore. When you're watching a movie, it, it's 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 like making connections uh, in in a huge way, but you don't live in a world that actually tries to support that, and so part of you is looking for a community or uh, a resonant room in which growth of a universe could go into developmental stages. It's almost like okay, now it's a toddler. The the universe is now going to language production, language acquisition, language comprehension. What, what does that mean that uh, I'm, I'm beginning to formulate like a new structure and what would be the very conditions upon which that could work? This is where the inner dance would be useful then for you beyond just a healing workshop that you would start to hold a strong space in a way that um, you found your starting point, you have your library, you have your school, you have an office for spirit. Um, when that decision is made, there's no turning back. Um, you will scaffold, you will put up foundations, you will put up the beams, you will create a very, very strong house. Um, the sensitivity though there is that you, you, now we're used to disorganizing to come into organization and it has something to do with time and space somehow that when you discontinue the personal story a larger continuity starts to work out and for you to then understand how were you through your deep experience in fact contributing to where science is stuck how do you develop a strategy 
to, to draw upon what do we know now about certain important structural elements in the psychology of the earth. The, the, you're actually contributing so much, but without the languaging and the, 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 the like a spiritual science, if you will, without a way to read what actually is out there in the life world, if what you have access to is just what is inside you or what is shopping around for different modalities of shamanisms, of spiritual traditions. A, a lot of those existed a long time ago and they were appropriate for the time that they were emerging. But what is the meditation for the 21st century that inner dance also... Um, brings about, you know, like the concept of emergence is something that um, comes out of complexity and diversity that is the ecosystem, that is spiritual um, com complexity in a way. Um, when something is new and hasn't really been institutionalized yet, the, we, we know that there's more access to purity there through innocence, but also through through wisdom um, we, we can speak about this more and more like how the inner dance uh, affects the central nervous system or the brain in a way that creates a low latent inhibition where in fact the, the, the less you know about something the more you know about it that in a way the more people think they know something about you the more they don't know you because they start to know you as an actuality rather than a sense of the potent the, the potentiality you know, that you're much bigger. And sometimes that's when you do need to go away because you're being surrounded by uh, a, a worldview people have of you that's quite limited because they saw you growing up. They, they, they know what your patterns are and you're kind of just exhausted with that. Um, so I'm gonna stop talking now. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in certain insights that are coming in the last weeks, even just beginning with this intention. And it was quite spontaneous. I wasn't planning and conducting this online process. I was just sitting in a restaurant somewhere trying to create space. It was so clear in one afternoon, it just did itself and there's no turning back. So I'm pretty sure that this comes to you at the right time where you've been processing so much and COVID-19 probably created some triggers that would bring you to this point. Uh, what are your questions? What are your realizations? Uh, even as I was speaking, you're probably starting to make certain connections. And then where could we take these? Um, do you see certain things more clearly now than months ago or weeks ago? Yeah, so just opening up possible lines of connections. Thank you for listening.
Hi. <clears throat> so yeah. <clears throat> um, just to introduce myself, I'm Johanna, and I'm also from Finland. Mm. I'm not sure if I can make any sense, uh, but um, something that resonated with what uh, Pai said is what I've been looking at lately. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> it has a lot to do with what you said about the earth language and the death of the ego, ego and the birth of the global mind. And then uh, also about how inner dance is going inside the mind instead of letting go of the mind uh, as a reference to other spiritual practices. And I've been looking at uh, these um, polarities of uh, how they speak together, like that um, actually, actually there should be, there's a mes message of holding, uh, that, that, that the point is holding uh, both ends all the time, the same time. Uh, like um, like uh, oh, shivering uh, understanding and I've been referen referencing this to understanding the dark and the light or the night and the day or or then the passage through it also from night to day where there is a portal of falling falling asleep or waking up or then the birth and the death that is a portal of passage passing through and uh, as an earth resonance resonance or or vibration that is vibrating to or through our bodies or what we are what we are um, beginning to see after we leave the personal story or we go in a loop in the personal story a time after time and and uh, and and uh, it's condensing and condensing and going to to this this passage or this portal and staying there is that the earth actually is even demonstrating this holding of the both of the ends or the polarities all the time because the earth is all all the time uh, moving and holding light and dark and uh, day and night all the time and and also also presenting birthing and dying in simultaneous moment 
to understand that that there is something to stand in the both areas at the same time this is it i cannot put it that's really good that's really good i want to speak to it directly um because you're coming from something really accurate johanna and when i say that um accurate not just in a conceptual way but this is something that could very easily be substantiated within the inner dance process, especially through science. Um, the main insight is that the human being is a construct in all organisms. It, it exists beyond the human. It exists in the plant, in all animals, in, in everything you can consider alive, that we are merely reactions to night and day. Our very conditions our responses to uh, light and dark. It, it's not just a mentality. Um, it, and what inner dance has done is the possibility of being both. Um, when we talk about time, it's not just about a sequencing of events. It has to do with velocity. Like, like something is very fast potentially, or something can slow down. And what inner dance does is it inverts the velocities inside the human mind where it slows down what is fast and it quickens what is very, very slow. And so when people start to describe that the world seems upside down, it's like I knew before it happened what was going to happen. And even after it happens, I have an understanding of what happened a long time ago that allows this to be what it is. Um, as a starting point, what you're saying is very deep. Um, how might I speak to that? It's like when you come to experience this super deep presencing, whether it be chaotic or extremely still, there will be pattern recognition initially through vibration. It's like you learn to tell if the vibration is there. Like um, I'm, old, I'm able to hold the extreme masculine and feminine, not in a middle place, but where they're both alive, super slow, super meditative, and super fast, super dynamic, super alive. Um, and and it, it's like a spiritual literacy, if you will, like a an energetic schooling where you learn to recognize beyond the words, the vibrations, it's like you, you can tell the vibrations in the room, in a person's voice, in your own voice. And you begin to speak from that with confidence. And it has something to do with the body. Like, like the body knows a lot more than the mind in a way that the mind filters that which the body knows. But when the body is beginning to be that which is thinking, it holds that vibration a lot more accurately in a way. So then as a starting point, your mind would get interested in that vibration that your body is holding. And then you would see the patterns in the sound because sound mimics the vibration. They're not necessarily the same. And so when, the, when sounds in the room when music 
especially as the language that the brain recognizes a lot more than just words or images, when it starts to develop that, it would be, become interested in itself. It would be interested in its brain, for one, the brain being that which harnesses electricity. So it's a crazy thought. You can imagine like, oh, wow, a spiritual being is going into its own neurology. <laughs> like a, a spiritual person is becoming interested in its own brain science. It's not just the brain anymore. It's actually like electrical pathways. So the more it begins to recognize those layers, the things that it didn't notice before would become more visible. And so then it would start to get interested in its psychology because that is another level of awareness that's being um, harnessed by its own neurological status. Uh, and then it would become interested in how that manifests through its language. So um, when I speak about the asterisks, the developmental scenario that comes from the star is different from the line whereby in school, for example, when you try to go into knowledge traditions in a linear way, you need to go into it through sequence. Like, okay, that's the lesson for today. Is it mathematics? Is it science? Is it this and that? When you begin with body wisdom, the way mind would unfold in a nonlinear way is from the center, it would um, start to spread across in a way that everything needs to be connected, that everything is connected. And that's something the body is trusting more than the mind. The, the mind didn't do that in a way because of its uh, need to plan, you know, and like it needed to react to danger. And then, then at night it could sleep and then in the day again, it could wake up. So modern humans, they drink coffee, they drink alcohol to simulate the day and night fast and slow, stimulant and depressant energy um, that conducts the, the nature of the world. Now, wh why is this unknown then? Why are these models that you speak about, Johanna, the night and day not spoken about? It, it's precisely because we've been avoiding the, the, the conjunction of the two. Like, uh, it's almost like we were able to control the world to, to box in reality or the universe by controlling the day and night mechanisms beginning with the brain. Um, and, and, and so much of the sciences and so much of our uh, education systems, our medical systems, our economic systems, they're built upon a kind of wave a sort of journey in which we keep them apart. We, we separate these. Um, and, and that's where we arrive at paradigm, that the, the very truths the world is standing upon is something really old that took a long time to build. And in certain bodies that are resonating with earth as language or earth as mind, earth as body, when they recognize themselves not as a human being, but as an earth resonance, they, they, they know it, they know it's true, but it's not um, being, it, it, it's not the same as the, the energy of the world that they're now standing in. 
it's not that uh, point of unification of the duality or the the point in between all spaces that you're you're beginning to to embody and you're beginning to share you know so so in in that it's a paradigm almost like what is the foundational structuring of the world that is neither east nor west or north or south but also is all of them at the same time so it's a huge service in thinking that we've been avoiding actually this thing and when it happens to people we call them crazy we call them unstable we call them chaotic or messy um and and so it doesn't feel safe but in certain parts of the world though like in in, in asia in india for example the, these were held to be spiritual awakenings but we've lost a lot of the possible starting points that existed way back then when we were less linear even in um, old places like egypt or like india the polarities is being held at such a strange sense of control that we forgot what it was like to be both almost by necessity because it it's almost like evolution needed to stretch day and night apart in order to um you know so i could invite certain people who are experiencing this because it's a starting point like i might ask fanny who has been living night and day strangely living in maya in the tropics and then moving to canada it has to do still with the conversation and sleep and wake which is mediated by the dream um so a lot of people are speaking this like i'm sleeping at a crazy amount and uh what where do i go what am i hibernating in that stage of just traveling into code and then when i wake up things seem to be different like something got processed uh fanny um jump in yes um i wanted to share something as well um Yes, I've been uh, sleeping so much lately. Um, there's a process of, well, the ego death. Now I have a word uh, to put on what is happening uh, from what you shared. I called it the loss of identity. It's kind of the same. Um, yeah, I've been sleeping 10, 12 hours, even more sometimes. and. Even when I wake up, I stay in bed for a long time and I just feel into my body and it's like, um, it's not my mind um, like bringing me somewhere. It's really my body asking me for what I want and for what, what the body needs and I really listen to it. So there's kind of a, a body intelligence that I'm, I'm, I'm tapping into. And I wrote something last week and I think I want to read it to you guys To um, I called it controlling identity. Um, so I'm going to read it because I feel it's something that really resonate with everything that you shared, uh, Pi. Um, so lately I've been a identifying a lot of my uh, psychological patterns and asking myself when I do something, where does that come from and who is doing it actually? And um, 
what does it want inside of me? Because I feel I have not just two parts, but many, many parts of the self, and they all speak through. And uh, through a process of understanding my parts I, and, and bring them together with harmony, I dissolved slowly kind of my ego. Um, that's kind of my understanding from now, but it's evolving every day. Um, so what is limiting me? What do I want to express into this world? Uh, can I be all at the same time within the same space? How many versions of myself and my feeling do I have to choose one? Who do I want to be? Which version? Which realities? And can these realities merge together, having multiple dimensional sense of self in the different realities that I am living? There's a very thin line between realities and dreaming, and which one is real? Is it the dream? Is it what I live into this physicality? If I sleep for 12 hours a day, it's half of my day. Where do I go? Is the reality in my dream or is the reality in here? How much in uh, control can we be of switching realities or the different selves? How much do I allow and create conditions for the seed to grow? And how much space do I give to it? And what is actually the seed? Do I need to redefine a personality and an identity? Who wants that? For what purpose? To move towards what? What wants to birth through me when the structures are down? Um, defining who I am and denying at the same time who I am. It's like a constant contrast between the construction of the persona. I feel like I create it and also have no control over it. How do I support myself into integrating this experience and who do I want to be? Do I need to be anything? The structures are going down. Do I need still to have a sense of self? Something is con constantly dying and emerging at the same thing and something new. Like it's, it's kind of the same and not. Who do I think I am and um, am I? And what or who defines any char characteristic of a part of the self or is it the self? Something is seeking to have an identity within me and not being able to define myself is having a lack of control over what is around me and at the same time creating space for infinite possibilities to be present and created around. When you are finite into a persona, you attract finite things. When you are infinite, this is what is evolving as an energy that and cannot be grasped or put into a structure or a box. Seeking, seeking to have an identity is resisting to what can naturally arise out of simply, like simple allowing, simply allowing things. To surrender to this is to accept not knowing, is to accept and be okay to be a nobody in the greater space that exists. One way or the other, it is the process of recreation of the self, the multiple path in which this can arise, can be allowed or resisted. Why resistance? What fears are present? What is limiting into the mind and body? Who in me doesn't want to change? The old structure is dissolving and disintegrating and at the same time resisting it is trying to control how it is going down and holding it back like, like chains trying to put up with the wall. Um, the structure is a comfort and it's defining the old self because it is known.
creating trust within and allowing everything that arises is so much judgments that are coming from the old self uh, for the new boundaries and the new self that are explored and created within me. The emerging self or sense of self is creating new boundaries towards the limiting beliefs of the old self. Like it needs to be, to be strong, to come up strong. There's the moment where I am at right now, which is in between and being able to appreciate and grieve who I was and to get to know and love what is birthing in the new relationship that I, I am creating with myself. When you open up all your boundaries to retest them and to have a better understanding of where they come from and who created them within you, who wanted to protect yourself or your personal self, how much more can you be if you allow infinity to exist, if you let consciousness be? What if I have a greater capacity for connecting, loving, and having compassion and understanding? What if letting all this go is exactly what I always wanted or it wanted, always wanted? What if I consciously move through all of it? Um, can I allow myself to change and open up to all the different possibilities and potentialities of what I was? I am breaking open within and without. Being, listening, and allowing is all that I can do. I've been trying to control the outcome, and the more I try, the less in control I feel. So now I let it go and just allow it while doing what I feel is okay doing. So, um, yeah, this was last week. A lot of it um, speaks to me today because of the dying of the ego and the birthing of the collective. It's really something I'm, I've been feeling and being much more empathetic towards um, myself and what is birthing through me. Mm, yeah, wonderful. Mm. I, I want to speak a bit to this because it's a huge, um, there, there's something really big coming through and, and we cannot separate the context you're in right now, Fanny, with what you're saying. So when you listen to someone there's a lot of message that flows through by way of content. It's like the poetic, the, the meanings, you know, the intentions that are streaming forth from you as a self are huge. Um, and there's a lot to gain by also asking the question, like what might be happening to uh, Fanny if you were um, a, a body of the earth bound into a person? Um, what's it like to be inside her mind? You know, and now in the North American hemisphere, you're about to go into fall. It's going to the latter part of the year where nights are going to be a lot longer. Um, now, I want to practice with you how individual thought goes into planetary process in a way that you're accessing wisdom in space as an individual there's so much knowing 
the confidence in which you're reading these things that are recorded for posterity inside you is just amazing. And then the more we maybe learn about what's beyond just Fanny, like what, do, what does the world know now through you and also outside of you? Now, let's look at sleep for one. How did we normally understand sleep would be aligned with also how we understand death and then how we might also understand the unconscious. Um, a lot of our basic practices in the scientific, especially disregards or for a very long time now has been pushing away these um, elements of the dark. You know, it's like, um, it's, it's black, there's nothing there. Uh, and so when you look at where we, in fact, began to be interested in the unconscious is in Sigmund Freud. And, and so, so much of the spiritual work, the, the new psychological spiritual work that comes around when we start to define energy process, there's so much shadow work. Like people talk about the darkness, the emotional, depth, which is um, often in the negative. Um, we, we've been lacking a paradigm that understands the unconscious in conscious light. Like, I don't know how I can put this into words, but it's almost like it's the unconscious itself that is becoming the new conscious. It's almost like sleep is becoming the new wake. Uh, and in inner dance, it's it's in the phenomena where a lot of people sometimes can't really share that much. They're, they're saying, you know, I can't, I can't put it into words. And uh, some people think, okay, nothing happened. But in fact, it's because so much happened that you can't really translate that into a story. And, and, and at that point, maybe it's better not to have to say anything, just to, to hibernate with it, which is what a lot of people are learning to do. It, it, it is not the only way, though. It's really important to undergo translation work. And so listening to you, uh, in my own mind, I'm having to conjoin that with the global understanding, which for me is kind of stuck. We, up until now, still hold a paradigm that um, um, like honors consciousness a lot more than it honors the unconscious. Um, Rebecca March from Australia um, once explained the inner dance to someone, I think it was someone from her university or, or someone in the academe, that inner dance is a kind of phenomenology. I'm sorry for bringing up that term, but um, phenomenology was being founded in Europe alongside psychoanalysis in a way that um, when Sigmund Freud was beginning to talk about dreams, about sleep, like what could be happening in sleep, we were thinking about these things based on our understanding of time and space. Back then, something very, very linear. We still had not uncovered deep cosmology. We didn't understand space-time discontinuities in the black hole. We didn't have quantum physics. So our paradigm was really quite um, earth-based from a human point of view. And so um, what I'm almost saying is like, what 
do we know now around what Fanny, what you, Fanny, are saying that actually contributes to an understanding of consciousness and the unconscious in a much larger way? So, um, and you, you're, you're a studier, Fanny, so I can see that you're able to commit the untranslatable into writing. And when you speak that to us, it's actually because of the, the amount of work that you've put into the left brain that also allows you to go so far right, like, like deep right, like most of your functions are working in a Western and Eastern way, having lived in Asia for quite some time as well. It's like the brain in between, the corpus callosum, the not sequential time-based left brain, and the, not, not just the right brain, that's the artistic um, African um, you know, musical part of us. Your, your, your brain is working somewhere in the middle and just being able to articulate, to, to, to process this in the unknown, but also in the known is creating a, a constructivism and a deconstruction at the same time. Um, and, and that's a developmental process that we're holding deep down. So I just wanted to speak that um, as a way of, as a new way of listening to what's happening to us. It's almost like a metacognition is coming into place that allows people to be held as they truly are as human beings, but as they are as universes and planets that still has access to a history that is very authentically there, but it's also transitioning fast. Um, so thank you. Let's still maybe stay with the point of dark and light that Johanna put up. It's like there's a starting point somewhere and maybe a lot of us are considering what begins as a vibration, like a, an understanding of a vibration that's holding low and high, slow and fast at the same time, you know, night and day. What, what are your starting points? Like, or are you starting to sense that with the work that we're doing? What, what would be a foundational thing for you to invest in that allows you to grow from a middle point where you could just traverse spaces, you know, your mind could explore anything, nothing and everything at the same time. When you think about the schooling system, it, it, it fragments or it categorizes information in a way where things aren't really connected to each other, but in the energy process uh, and it doesn't have to be that. It could be like a conversation with someone. It's like, oh, it's a bunch of words, but it's more than just the words. It's like speaking about a story of all stories. Um, it, 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 it's happening in people who know it and people who don't know it. And sometimes the more you don't know it, the more it's creating the conditions for knowing in a certain way, like a new school system, a new way of expanding throughout all directions rather than shopping for, okay, now it's more productive to go into a one direction because that makes more money or that pleases my mom 
you know it, it's like you lack the boundaries that allowed you to become an omnidirectional universe when you were in your formative developmental stages and and you're, you're now so linear we, we are all so linear that we're needing to create the wombing the boundaries that allows you to kind of grow in that way that you know you're like a star <laughs> you're not just like a lion somehow um yeah just random things that came up in the last week the last days yeah just use this opportunity to bank some interesting things happening inside you but also things you're working out what do you resonate or resonate with i would like to share um it's also about kind of like polarities coming together i've been um, um processing lately uh, about the organized the masculine and uh, the organized the feminine um a little bit of the background um well <laughs> i come from finland which is a highly organized culture and i and i myself i've been like this really masculine organized person <laughs> my whole life and and <laughs> when i found inner dance it was kind of the opposite the chaotic the the free the feminine flow and since that's i I've tried somehow to integrate that into my everyday life and always there has been this kind of like that it's either or that um, either I'm uh, living that type of organized life like with work and um, schedules and things like that or I'm living in this um, <laughs> inner dance space uh, not only in workshops, but sometimes in my everyday life as well. But some, somehow it has always been kind of like either or. And um, lately something strange has happened. Um, well, actually, um, Ituli once said something when we were talking about this, because we were talking about the inner dance and the feminine and the chaotic, and I was like, like the the other polarities is kind of missing i was kind of missing the structure in there and then italy told me that well some somehow the structure is um inside of the chaos like like in nature everything mm. is perfectly structured or uh, in an order although it's kind of um, chaotic at the same time and uh, now i've been experiencing this kind of reversed meaning that um because lately i've had a lot of like um a lot of work again with with organizing stuff and then um all of a sudden i've noticed that because i first i was a bit frustrated like oh no I now I'm going back to the old again with the with with the, all of the the masculine and and performing and organizing 
But then when I stopped in the middle of all of all, all that, I, I realized that actually the problem was not the structure or the masculine type of doing itself. It was the thing that I had some kind of block inside there. And the block was kind of the, my restrictions in, in time and space and energy and, and me as a person. So when I started to work with that block and kind of like expand in there, I noticed that all of a sudden I felt like um, the feminine inner dance space is inside the <laughs> my masculine doing. It's it's really difficult to put this into word words, but. Um, it was actually like the, the feminine chaos came inside the, the masculine type of living. Um, so it was kind of the same what Ituli was saying about the uh, structure being inside of the feminine chaos. But it was like the feminine chaos coming inside of the structure <laughs> somehow. And this is really difficult to explain but it has something to do with uh, like the time and space expanding at the same time when the, so it's just not like the linear thing, like, like, like here, it's kind of like expanding this direction. And then I don't know if this is related to this, but when I was listening to the co uh, cosmic carpet for the second time, this type of, um, image or vision came to me much input uh recently um i don't know if you can see anything um there is like this linear um time frame and and 2021 is there so this is like uh this year and next year and uh, I got this vision of, of the structure that, that has been kind of in this, well, um, in the world, somehow starting to expand um, towards the end of the year and, and, and next year. And somehow I feel this is um, something related to what is going on in the world right now. Um, the old structure kind of breaking down, but not breaking down, it's expanding. And I don't know what this means, but this is some insight um, of the past week. It's really good. It's really good. I want to speak to it, it could represent many things. Language, um, the body would be interesting within COVID-19. Like, like this pandemic is there because there is definitely something up or we could say something's off with the body. 
um, it has something to do with biodiversity. Like we, we lost the, like when you look at your image, Marie, it's like there's this explosion into complexity and manyness, you know, like diversity through the internet, through going back to earth somehow. Um, for me, this is most visible in language. Language will have so much to teach us about time and space. So when we live in the corporate, when we do business, when we go into politics, it deals with issues of control because there's, there are mechanisms to organize the chaos. And it took us a long time to organize tribes, to organize things into cosmopolitan cities. And it, it, it's very fine, finite, defined um, in a way that we need right now that allows us to talk in this way across time and space. So when you look at language, something it does organizationally is to negotiate possibilities so that we can trickle messages one word at a time. Um, and, and to do that, you, you needed to create a mental, an intense and immense mental construct so that you could negotiate all those possibilities into actualities. And so when we think about outputs and outcomes, agendas, you know, like when you're in a meeting, you need to be very um, concrete. You can't leave things open-ended. You need the outline, you need the, the, the possible outcome. So I, I love it when you describe um, chaos and order inside you who's a human being and it's almost like humanity tries to construct a sense of order from what we know when in fact there are beings including you now who's describing but nature understands order a lot more than the human and we didn't mimic human systems that authentically mirrors what nature would say um, usually we think the economy does such a good job, but nature can grow food, can deconstruct garbage, can control the climate in a much better way than the economy can. So there's a lot of agenda in institutionalized systems that does things in time. So when you think of language or meta language, which is an understanding of how language works, um, when you're speaking to someone sometimes you feel like the conversation is stuck. You know, it's like, I don't know what to say. I'm never going to say the right thing. And, and then you start judging yourself, like, is there something wrong with me? But actually it's the person that you're with that's not opening up the channel for you to hold more potentiality. You know, it's like, um, uh, you're being controlled. In fact, not just by you, but by the environment that you're in. Um, and so you kind of hold responsibility, but you don't. It, 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 in a way that you chose to be born in a world that's going to be like that. But you also chose to be in the room, which means that you can shift the room, like in a certain way, if you learn to, to speak to it, uh, that opens it up. 
And I think the human being is learning to adjust time and space in that way. Uh, but meta language is interesting. It's like, um, how, do you, how is Pi right now coordinating a whole bunch of words using English right now? English meaning it's a whole bunch of sounds and phonemes. It's a whole bunch of letters that are combined um, in a very intricate way. But how, how is he doing that? But it's not just me. Marie just did that. Johanna did that. Fanny just did that. And everyone else you know who's not a baby <laughs> is actually doing it. For you to be able to do that, you need to be writing a script somehow. And you can't be doing it in time. You have to be doing it at some high up unknown place that is very exact. It's very accurate because when you learn to speak in that way, you, you, you know it, like that there's a channeling or a clear connection, but you know when it's not there. And it's primarily because of you. You haven't found the, the expanded diverse field that nature provides, but oftentimes it's not you. You live in a place filled with agenda and we're all doing it together. So one of the reasons why we love these spiritual communities is the space is so open that holds a kind of diversification of information that wants to exist now in language. It's like our language systems are too rhetorical almost. It's like it wants to manipulate the energy field because it's got control issues. And um, what's happening now is language is shifting even with the human, that we're learning to speak in a certain way that allows for more potential but that language needs to come with a kind of mind as well. Like the psychological and the linguistic have to transition together. But because a lot of the language and mental structures are actually being held in the body, that needs to start out vibrationally where the, the chaos and order now need to converse with each other until there's practically no difference. Um, you know, it's like I, I said all these because I had to... I, I was able to react to what you were saying, uh, Marie. And I wouldn't have said these if you didn't say that. So it's almost like the mind would extend into all possibilities. And when you're too linear, when we're too logical, it, it's like we're strategizing too much. It's like we're playing chess. It's like, okay, if I say that, it's going to lead to all of those causation effects. Um, and, and so the, the spiritual minds would they're adopting as a self-correcting mechanism. So even when you're talking, you can see the dualities in it. Like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm hitting the edges. I'm, it's like you're transforming. But often in the beginning, you can't do that through language. Sometimes you need to not respond and stay quiet because you're formulating the potentialities that is in the rhetoric of silence much more in the rhetoric of sound. And, and you know that when it's the right time, it, it starts to speak through you so that it's not you speaking anymore. It's like that earth language is um, what is conducting the organization of the space. And it usually only comes up when it feels safe, <laughs> when it feels like there's enough context here to bring about what used to look like chaos, which actually organizes thing, things in the much wider, deeper, higher 
space. The, like the paradigm is being drawn out with what we're sharing and experiencing in the world right now. It's like just being in the space already kind of heals the space because the, the non-linearity is also very, very structural. So there's a desire in us now, okay, we know this, when do we start? And one important thing for me to, to, to invite all of us into is we need a kind of curriculum. Like we're all in school. What is the curriculum for my mind? Like what is the website? What is the app? What is the operating system that I can access so that the labyrinth, the labyrinthine, the maze, you know, the, the, the complexity, which is like a room, a white room, you call your mind, your body. I'm, I'm really good at messing things up. And now that uh, all the pieces are there, the raw elements, the, the complex has been decomposed. How can I now start reorganizing the room? So a lot of people will have to do that through physical means. Like some people are gonna move spaces. Um, herein lies the conditions where I can find my true self. But a lot of that needs to be a way of talking to people that's a lot more safe and contextual. And then you can go into the unsafe in a way that's safe, you know, because there's enough trust in your community. Like you know who to turn to. There's a deeper understanding there. That's not just an intersubjectivity, not just an intimacy between persons, but there's an objectivity there. There's like a, an earth consciousness that I can rely on that allows me to go back into my spiritual process in a way that isn't just a one culture, isn't just like a one thing, but is like a universality that sometimes needs to go into particulars, but you're learning to read the deeper lines, the foundational lines underneath the, you know. Um, so, so this is really so much and, um, but, what inner dance brings us as a starting point is it has something to do with the body. And for females out there, it's, it's intrinsic in you, you know, like um, you think from the body, females have greater access to the body because of the rhythmic menstrual uh, infradian um, cycles and, and masculines are more into the sun. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's more predictable. <laughs> We're more predictable. We're not, getting weird at a certain time of the month. Um, it has something to do with the body. The chaos in the body needs to be honored and, and how that works geometrically speaking. And we can almost see it through your sharing, Marie, is when you find the slowness inside you, which is called the parasympathetic nervous system in the ANS, the meditation part of you in the wild, let's say there's so much happening, so much noise outside. The stillness inside you is like a meditation, a, a being meditating above all these things that's ultra relaxed, even in the fastness. And what that does is it spreads out across many directions, the possibilities. Even though that doesn't make sense in the mind, the trusting aspect of you understands that you're incorporating the dualities that, okay, what, I'm not gonna react to this negativity. I'm not gonna run away. I'm going to stay with it. And in being able to sit with the, the hectic, the, the, the fear, the, the badness of the world, 
it, it self-adjusts. Like, like it's like there's many pyramids within the point. Like you, you, there's like a fork in the road, and when you go left or right, it's gonna fork again. It's gonna fork again. So someone who finds a sense of core or a point in between, it's like you're you're canceling out all the dualities that were chosen as reactions to many reactions. They kept reacting and reacting and reacting. They created the animal, the human, the plant um, that, that, that's holding the earth. So it's like, how do I go back to the original thought? Like who thought this up? Like what is the original dream? To, to, th this is what some people are beginning to share, but it doesn't need to be spiritual all the time. It can happen in the office. It can happen in a shopping mall somehow. So yeah, thank you for saying what you're saying. You can almost see the the geometry in what you drew, but in your words, we can almost see the, the there's a geometry of spirit that we're beginning to access. Uh, anyone else feels provoked, evoked, compelled to share? Thank you. I can share. It may be a question. And hi all, I'm Italy, being in a different time zone meditation with all of you. Um, super happy to connect. There's something about the, what Pai said about la language that I just started to kind of process in my mind what's happening. So it's a question, I'm wondering what's happening in my mind and um, maybe my process being sometimes like now when I'm listening to this call, I feel I'm getting it all. <laughs> I'm, I'm fully just not even needing to think what's spoken. Um, but then I've had this tiredness of dialogue or intellectual talks or maybe now I'm thinking, is it in English that I've started to think in English too and then going into a new, new language? Uh, with my mind, but living now here in Palawan, I I'm, I was observing today when I'm with most of my time, daily time now with, with locals, these grandfathers and uncles who don't really speak English and we kind of word, we might like com like uh, repeat a certain word like bok 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 bok, <laughs> that's a small insect that is eating our house. And, and my communication with the carpenters can be just like couple sounds or words. And, and yesterday I felt, and I shared this with Pai, that I feel this full connection in that space. Um, and then in a certain moment was a lot of talking around me and I felt so disconnected that I couldn't tune in. And I'm wondering, and, and lately I've been connecting with toddlers who live here in Maya who, ha who had just sound, same with Carolina's, and we talked with, with Carolina about it, but, but there's a full communication in small kids when there's just sounds, and it's, it's, it's something I feel I'm so much more connected most of the times. So now I'm kind of reflecting the day and night and the balance and what Marimush is sharing about the masculine feminine. I loved all of Fanny's questions. In me, so I'm questioning what, what's the. Now I'm listening to to language and words and sentences, and I'm, I'm. So is it, is it in different brain parts the <laughs> connection with sounds, 
for baby talk and is is it the different part of the brain when it comes to understanding sentences and, and words and then I'm observing what's happening in my brain while I'm living in a country where Tagalog language that I hear around me all the time but I don't still understand and then I'm listening to English and all these these talks and dialogues also in our international networks like and then when I there's something about personal story in all of that when I feel I'm tired or I'm understanding or non-understanding uh, was um, something that was shared in inner Finland in inner Finland inner dance Finland community was this a cartoon a few days ago and and I understood that even somebody shares few words in my own mother language there's a whole story and understanding what the one word means maybe to me but also for the culture and and there was some really big relief that it doesn't need to be there's like a, a story or culture in those words so I'm yeah I'm I'm in four languages in English and Finnish and baby language and Tagalog in my mind and wondering if, if it's yeah where what's happening actually in the brain but yeah there's not a not, not in the inside in that more like it comes questioning about the language and the, the, the balance if it's more the also how it develops that I'm interested to study um, yeah that was that came through thank you Thank you. Um, I'm going to say just a little bit, and then I want to invite people to contribute to this because I'm sure there's so much awareness around this now. Um, if you look at any of my gadgets, my tablet, my phone, and my laptop, what you would find is there's maybe 10% music and 90% um, science. So when you say, okay, science, what do you mean? Like natural sciences and so on and so forth. It's the science of everything, meaning my actual playlists would be about everything that might have ever been thought about really well. It's there in, in a way that um, it, it condenses everything we know, like, like Wikipedia in a way, you can know almost anything about anything because it's condensed in a few paragraphs. But not so simple, though, because I, I do expose myself to complex understandings of what the world has ever thought about everything, because I see all of those in inner dance. Um, so for me, they all have to speak to each other because it's just all one story. And then I see patterns that informs me larger on how to go about my daily day and how to hold this process well from an intercultural way. I use a lot of English, I think in English, when I went into my inner dance as a hermit, uh, as a sannyasin, in my ego death, it actually processed in English because English exists in the world for a reason somehow. It is true though that I grew up in English. It's almost more my first language than my second language. Um, so I saw structures in it that didn't exist in my Filipino. I honored the Filipino language inside me because it does something really important as well energetically and emotionally now one concept i want to give you now is called recursion recursion is the auro borrows it's like the loop and people who have especially 
um, tried out psychedelics, whether it be magic mushrooms, LSD, or ayahuasca, there's an interesting time loop. And sometimes you might have experienced it where you go into a conversation, but with who? You know, it could be with the energy, it could be with you, it could be with the earth, but it's almost like you're talking to each other. It, it's like you keep responding and, and, you, and you loop and then you're thrown in different directions. Like, oh, that's what it said. Oh, you said that, it said that. Um, so everything just becomes a conversation of a one thing. It happens in inner dance too. And when you learn to hold certain types of music in the gamma waves and in the delta, people then would go into recursions in time. So uh, in certain languages, especially if you're a foreigner and you go to Indonesia, you go to the Maldives, you go to the Caribbean, um, when you're in translation, meaning you, you need to find a common language when you don't have the um, thing in between, when you expose yourself that, your mind would go into recursions. And, and the universality in that is in your toddler um, stage. When you look at baby language, the baby actually needed to go into body movements and recursions to go into time. Um, one word very related to time is memory. What is memory? What does it mean to truly remember? And what is true remembrance through a forgetting? Uh, what is authentic memory? What is the memory of a planet that's beginning to come up in you? So you need to rewire your time loops in a way. And one way to do it is to go through spiritual practice. One way to do it is to go into different nutrition. One way to do it is to go into amazing relationships. But one way to do it is to actually travel. Go to a place in the world that you know nothing about. And when you don't know the language, you would have to go into a baby stage. You don't need inner dance in no way. All you have to do is get out of your comfort zone and your mind will go into innocence and confusion. That will remind you somehow intuitively, this must have been what it was like when I was in language acquisition stages, language comprehension um, stages in a way. So that's one of the sciences we need to go into. Uh, what was your brain like when you were two or three years old? What does your brain look like then when you travel or go into inner dance? You're mimicking or simulating what's called the language acquisition device or the LAD. Because a, a toddler has more access to genius because you haven't really, through efficiency, connected your brain through a, a priming or pathways that makes you know what you know, uh, what is familiar to you. It, it's like you, you know what you know, that means you don't know what you don't. But to a baby, they know what they don't <laughs> because they don't have to know anything specific in their pure potentiality. So in a way we're creating the possibilities where your brain state could become like that. And what Italy is describing is almost automatic in a world that's beginning to travel, not just through these airplanes, which are canceled right now, but through the internet, we're coming to know that. So you, 
it, energy itself has a language device that's bringing to people and it could be tracked by hard science that would help you look at the patterns in the music would help you talk about this to schools and hospitals that this leads to healing somehow it has something to do with a reorganization of the body that um, can transform people. I feel like in this community, there are many people who have been noticing recursions, you know, these loops, these conversations within these conversations. Uh, that when you, when you talk to someone, it's happening outside time. Or maybe even with yourself, you're beginning to talk to yourself in a way that extends the loop it's like okay if i had a million years with you we would probably arrive at something or, or even a month or a year that's purely continuity what would that intimacy or what would that um encyclopedic uh awareness bring us to that would create more possibilities more solutions to what otherwise would look problematic mm. Go for it. Mm, here's Ahilan. I hope you can hear me. Can you give me a sign if you can hear me? Because I'm not so sure. Yes, we can hear you, Ahilan. Okay. Say it again. <laughs> okay, anyway. I tried. Okay, cool. Then I will try. So for those who don't know me, uh, I was born in Sri Lanka and grew up there, so-called shame society, and moved to Germany when I was a teenager, and kind of the guilt society, and moved, and also learned the language then from there. So just to give a short background, and what I am going through at the moment is also with the sleep. Um, I, I have um, either more than 12 hours sleep a night or no sleep at all. It's, it's changing. And also the, um, the night is 
um, shifting. It's like it's not almost at, uh, it's not starting at 8, 9, 10 o'clock. It's mostly starting at 2 o'clock in the night. And then I sleep till 2, 3 in, in the next day, p.m. And, and in between in the sleep, I, I have these dreams and those dreams are, it, it's like, uh, it's not, there's no me anymore. There's no body anymore. There's something is speaking through and I don't know even who is the one which is awake in the, in when I sleep and also not anymore sure who is the one who is awake when I am awake. There is a, there is a observation of the body happening most of the time and there, something is speaking through the body so it is um it it is it get translated through the body so that i can oh whatever the i is is listening to it so try to understand and translate like acquiring the language of uh, of this new and one of my question is um Is it a code which is um, translated through the body and is it something translating the code into some signs? And the other one is, what is actually night and what is day and how do I know, know actually what is night and day or when I am sleeping and when I am awake? It's, there's no, there's, yeah, it's like, it's almost impossible to see and feel. And this, this state feels um, like very, but beyond this is what, also what you shared on one of those um, voices, there, there's a bigger trust and bigger, somehow bigger, bigger control in it so that, um, I can fully give into this, whatever it is there, and uh, kind of being in the space of intentionality, that there is no personal intention even in it, so just to listen whatever is coming through. So, um, yeah, I, I hope you, yeah, that, that's for now, yeah. Thank you. Anyone else? Yeah, all amazing. Hi, bye. This is Pawan Kumar from India. Mm, yeah. Can you listen? Mm. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I, I was very curious about uh, inner dance course, and it is nice to hear from you about uh, inner dance. And uh, you told us that it depends upon inner moment of body and mind. Uh, so thank you. I hope uh, one day I will attend. Uh, I mean, uh, I will meet you face to face. And it was a nice conversation with you. Thank you very much. That's thank it. you. I want to take this.
this queue. Edgar is in Rishikesh right now. He has lived in Maya for extended periods. And I think he's probably noticing some patterns that might be shareable because he's gone into deep study modes. Inside him, he has been looking at these structures and maybe he might be able to give some insights even on what's happening in the world inside of us, but also inner dance in India has always been one of the most interesting conversations in my own space. Just like inner dance China, you can imagine how deep that's gone. The first time I went there, I hardly had to do anything. And I'll share a video after this that honors that. And then the second and the third time, the understanding of Shiva and Shakti, Kali, Lakshmi, waking up all these archetypal geometries that would conjoin with what science also holds. Just like in China, for example, the mythologies, the dragons, the serpent, it, it wakes up inside people. It's almost necessary. And, and why should that not be scientific in a different way? So we almost need to hold a special place in certain parts of the world where huge growth would explode, but in concert with places in the world where deconstructions would happen. I once thought that inner dance would help to decolonize the colonized. And I know this word is sensitive. It's hard to understand what that even means. But inner dance also will decolonize the colonizer. If the colonizer isn't exactly just a country or a culture, the colonizer has been there since the Big Bang. But there is also a literal sense of the word so that the people who have been held too tight and disempowered, we can support that. And I think it's really early in the process, but in COVID-19, it creates very important openings. A new inner dance process will come about. So I would love to be in conversation with you. And right now, Edgar is much closer to you than I am. So I'd be interested to see if he has some things to share with us. Thank you. Hello. Can anyone hear me? 
All right. Um, hi, uh, this is Edgar from from India. Um, where can I start? Um, I, I actually just held space um, just recent, just now actually. Um, it's 1 a.m. here, I think, or 2 a.m. And um, I've, uh, um, yeah, I'm I'm going through some uh some deep language restructuring as well um since i'm all i'm i'm adjusting language depending on the groups that i'm holding space with for example like the group that i'm um holding space with right now is um there's actually not much um indian since i'm in rishikesh and people usually go here to to do yoga like uh, it's always yoga it's actually called the yoga capital of the world and people go here to do a yoga certificate training so the most people that i'm holding space with is um it's they're quite versatile with yoga um yeah um what can i share um i'm just trying to catch up again since it's been a while um language uh yeah um yeah i'm observing my body recently um going through some yeah shifting in language especially with the uh, time perception as well um being in uh in different relationships it my language seems to be jumping from one point to another and also like um being in relationship with uh different people who have different time perception like i'm studying polychronic and monochronic time as uh pi suggested and it was it was helping me open up um different things of um voicing things since i felt like um imprisoned in in certain language patterns due to some uh relational patterns for example i'm in a relationship with someone who um who it was quite stuck in terms of language so i'm in the process of breaking away and um deconstructing and also perceiving time in a different way again uh it's intercultural as well so yeah i'm slowly gaining and destroying language at the moment so yeah i'm i want to go slow in this thanks yeah it's really huge so much there it's like time and space for every single person you meet has a unique signature but then when you come into a certain community in sociology, you call it the interpretive community. And sometimes you would join with the Reiki people, the pranic healing people, the yoga people, the shamanic people. They have this imprint, you know, like there's a, almost like an energetic smell. <laughs> and so there's such a thing as inner dance tourism. A lot of people would travel and they would post somewhere 
is there anyone out there who's conducting process? Because they would be able to understand the culture through the deconstructions happening in inner dance, um, which gives them a starting point. So inner dance itself is a culture. It's got an imprint um, as an energy, not as a group of people. But every person that you're with, you're attracted because they have a time space structure. And sometimes you need to hop in polarities until you find the right one that brings out deep history inside you, but also expanded space. Does anyone else have interesting, or just anything that comes to you? I think um, we can close in maybe 10 to 20 minutes. We've been at it for two hours and 20. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have something coming into my mind, um, yeah, uh, about the polarities. Um, um, one person really close to me died recently, and then I went into this kind of like death process, um, where I kind of like saw from the really close up of two persons, like how the egos had been present uh, during the lifetime here. And then um, I kind of saw the death of my own ego with this other person. And then um, I kind of started to think about the polarities here in the discussion. And somehow I like see them. Like if you if you go only in the one polarity, like to the end, it's kind of like the death end. And then from that, like this happened like uh, a month ago or something. And then um, I started to realize that wherever I've been in my life, I'm kind of like go quite fast to other end, to another end, to another end. And then the, there has been quite a lot of speed. And then like my body started to slow down. Uh, so that the time started to expand a lot. And then uh, it started to expand so much that I started to have similar kind of feelings maybe that Ahiland, Ahiland told earlier or a few days before in one of his recordings that he had this kind of like feeling of electricity uh, on the skin and somehow like, um, Yeah, somehow like I started to move in everything in to the middle and then the feeling has been really strong, especially now when the day and the night is equal here in Finland now as long. And um, yeah, somehow then uh, this, uh, also this, about the eco that and then uh, the birth of the collective mind and also in my case it has uh, been also like uh, getting really strong connection into uh, this kind of like earth resonance or the earth language or somehow like I think when the 
time space is uh, expanding then there is this like the space is like expanding so much that there is like much more stuff can go through easily and um, yeah and then also i noticed that um in the previous life i've been giving a lot and now there is this window opening where there is like um equal amounts of like energy flows going like this receiving and giving is happening sim simultaneously and it's quite strong the flow somehow yeah i don't know if this makes any sense but kind of like i'm just speaking and <laughs> it's difficult to follow what i'm saying but yeah something like this thank you mm. Mm. i think it's very clear um, what are we doing when here we have shared contexts around this practice that's bringing about many effects? The mind seeks for clarity and control, but we're being called to access a certain stage where we could like mix it up. So when you talk about time, if it's not just the one thing, if there are many vibrations, then you may as well call it speeds, like velocity. So imagine that you were a painter, but rather than the painting being the goal, what if the painting was in fact a palette where you mix the colors? Imagine if you were a bartender and you wanted to make a drink, what if the whole bar was the drink before you um, make it very particular, specific? What if you wanted to make a fruit smoothie, but then you're at the stage where, no, it's, I'm the whole market. <laughs> before the song, there was the noise. And, and so we want to redraw the painting. We want to re- compose the drink, you want to recompose the song because we don't like the song very much right now. It's missing elements and the mind doesn't like noise or the market or the palette. It wants it to be an image. And so what we did was we mixed time. So when you think about India, when you think about the Philippines or Poland, Switzerland, it can find time within a specific vibration. And when you ride an airplane, you go through immigration, you go out of the airport, and then you breathe in the air, there's a vibration there that's called culture, which actually holds a time-space signature. So a lot of people are going back to the bar. They're going back to the palate. They're going to the market in order to have greater access. Uh, so that it's, it sounds so simple, but sounds so amazingly deep, like, oh, I'm mixing time, which means I'm mixing speeds, uh, the super slow and the super fast, and everything in between is my original vibration, and I didn't grasp or hold it before. It, it just was in the cosmos or in the original version of the earth. So for me, sharing like that, it, it's actually quite clear. 
uh, when we're speaking from it. And what I'm trying to help people do is to develop a facilitation style for those who are going to be holding sessions and group processes. Uh, metacognition is very useful for people to start observing themselves as the collective. Last chance. Maybe two more. Hello. Yeah. Anyone? Hello. Hi, Hi. I got confused. There were messages. Okay. Um, I'm Gra. Hello, everyone. Mm. I been at Maya for a year now and I've been going on and off of Asia um, since last September yeah so it's been a year of being a year mm, a year looking back at language. Um, I studied language at college. Uh, I'm an English teacher, English, Portuguese, and literature teacher. I was one of the Dini Godets. Um, and then I studied discourse and rhetoric. Mm. It's a bit weird to be talking about this, but anyways. Uh, so yeah, and then I was teaching English and I started traveling two years ago. I ended up here at Mayan and with Inner Dance. And yeah, and then diving into aphasia and language, society, energy, time. All of these these concepts 
and at the same time that everything gets conceptualized all of it this deconceptualize itself at the same time it's like getting to know my own history and why why things happen to me or why no not a victim uh, or why things happened and how things happened. Mm. It's been, I think it's been one hour since I've been trying to, to communicate something. I had, uh, yeah, my body just started moving again after I realized the connection between a drawing I made like months ago and a dream I had just before this zoom call and then some visions and then it's like every time this synchronicities this shreddings of time they happen there is something really uh, different that happens within my body my first and my second inner dance was uh, the one that a lot of things happened and the first thing that I remember was that I I had this uh, blue hands and I was writing in the air with uh, using words and symbols that I don't know they're not like human language let's say like this and I kept getting the message that I was writing over time. And one of the things that I've been looking today is the, the word discourse. Uh, when we study language, one of the parts of linguistics one, one way to look at language is that looking it as a discourse, something that uh, it's a word that comes from Latin. And it's basically, it implies movement. So one of the many things that came today was language as movement. And how this movement happens through time, which for me, it's very, paradoxical because uh, as of today I was considering not considering but my main thought on language was that it was something fixed linear static static is it the word something not moving not movable because being aphasia aphasia took me to a place where Sometimes I feel every word that is said, and it's like this blank, dark space where the words themselves they don't make they don't make much sense, but I feel them. This is gonna come up very messy because I'm mixing a lot of things here. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the words they don't make much sense themselves because they are words. But when you look at them as movement, 
there's something different that happens there and this movement itself comes from our own interactions as human beings. When you look at language as a discourse, you understand it as something that happens between, be, between two sources of energy, let's say uh, <clears throat> uh, the orator and the auditorium or the sender and the receiver, the, the one that listens, the one that speaks, and that is even within you, having all of these conversations with yourself, it is a discourse, it is a movement happening through you and within you, and it happens, it goes from very physiological stages, as in every sound you are making, every, le every letter you are making, it comes from a certain way that your vocal cords and your mouth is moving. And at the same time, it comes from some higher spaces of where meaning is constructed on a very abstracted level, but then translated into, into the words. So it's, it's such a big movement. And then how does a person then, how do we come across this as universe or as people, this movement that is happening? And looking back at my own process and my own history, uh, this past year I had to go back, having some conversations with my mom, with my dad, getting to know a part of me that uh, was very much forgotten. And I feel sometimes that most of the times there was always this blank stage that I was always this blank page whenever talking to people and then feeling every conversation that I had was like feeling that blank page with whatever was, was in the space. And then getting this time this past year, getting the chance of finding the space to find more space to understand what that blank, that, that blank page in my mind is. I've always thought that it was lack of personality or because I was too weak or I was just trying to people please people, which I am not denying it is no way. <laughs> but there is this other part of it that is just this blank stage of being, this blank page of being that is understanding all of these movements that are happening inside the space and outside the space all at once. It's like feeling this blank page inside and seeing that blank page inside, feeling that blank page since it's a vibration and every word is movement and the body reacts to every word in ways that words, they cannot um, be understood sometimes. So yes, my many questions are regarding language and time. And apparently after all of this dialogue, uh, maybe there, 
the relationality between movement, language, time. How is it all coming together within a human being, understanding the history of a human being and what a human being is here and now and ever and forever? Mm. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. Um, I, I want to use this as a point of synthesis, and maybe anyone else who wants to share afterwards, is, it's, it's good, then we can close. Um, I want to describe a little bit what happened to Gra. Um, she can only do it so much because it happened over a long period of time. So she can generalize it around the term aphasia, which sounds so scientific. It's the losing of one's language. But um, I, I've been dealing with this for, for quite a while now. Traveling throughout the world, uh, you will drive people nuts. You know, they, they'll go off the deep end. They'll, they'll go crazy. They will go out of time. And there can sometimes be a lot of judgment around that kind of atmosphere uh, because the inner dance doesn't end for some people it just keeps going on and they're hard to talk to they they're out of control and they they did it they found the right conditions where the reconditioning of old patterns could come about i wouldn't say that's for everyone but there's a ripeness in certain countries but also at certain points in time in certain countries if you're able to provide the context or the conditions whereby there's a permission to lose oneself, it will happen. And we are creating these meeting points to give you the tools or the frameworks to, to actually just let it go. And it's requiring such a, such a depth. It, it needs to go deep. And so it's always a celebration when someone loses his or her mind and is able to come back and live to tell us what it's like. Um, and, and for people like Gra to be able to do that would be a journey into itself. Like, um, because we're on the outside looking at them going in and what it looks like, it doesn't belong to a movie because even a movie wouldn't have something that intense sometimes, the energy being so palpable. Um, so they're, they're, they're doing what might be called a retrieval. You know, they're retrieving something from there as they come back here. And I've watched many of you who are in this call uh, access that at um, different intervals, different ways. Um, and, 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 then, and that's where a lot of the spiritual science is already packed in, in the inner dance. Um, like um, people are beginning to speak it so hugely and we, we almost need these study groups. Like to review this call, for example, I will upload it as soon as possible, maybe right after this call. Um, we will be processing it years later. It, 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 
you know, it's like you're listening to it and you're trying to maybe hold on to certain things, but you can't because in circular time, a lot of it would make sense next year or two years later when all the parts have unraveled from what some people are able to condense or the opposite. Some people are able to give parts now what, which is condensed in the inner dance. Um, one, some things we can be sure of is we need to understand inner dance is a language itself like it's a communication process it's happening beyond time as we know it now uh, and later it will normalize somehow what needs to be intense for some people and for some people what used to be intense is really normal right now that when you're not in that intensity which is for you the average then something is really dense um, so something is really off like in a certain way. So you're succeeding in holding yourself in language processes and communities that are able to really simulate that thing that used to be called crazy, but actually is a paradigm of the world. It's a fourth dimensional time space continuum or fifth dimension. I don't know where you're at. So um, I think it's a really strong starting point, like hearing from you now, and I can see that you're going to be taking your time with these. I really invite you to, 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 to go into long range learning process. And I'm really attentive to where you might be if we're cohesive as a group to support structural, like constructivist building stages on, on how we could do this together that I, I consider that the work that you're doing where you're at is very special and deep and um you know something missing in the academic world is there, there's a huge gap between what we know and what we do uh and this is part of our trauma like our philosophies and our theories and our practice are just so far apart and and we haven't really had time to process things very much like there's so much wisdom in the world but we're bound by old paradigms still so what we're needing to incubate now is within you or within your own communities that you're able to practice everything that you're starting to understand and um inner dance is a way to incubate that safely through the chaos in the beginning um so i think we just celebrate that that the, the more you mess things up the you know like the message is the mess and age there's something very old and ancient inside you that wants to undergo a growth process an actualization or uh, a way to practice it uh, but it has to come from a really deep knowing which the human mind isn't able to hold in grasp so what i find significant in what Gra people like gra are sharing is because she has the linguistics to to hold uh, in her, what's ironic is she went so outside of language that it is hard to talk to her. She really messed up her, her language parts in, in a way that you can't just um, switch on. It requires a great degree, degree of trauma and then inner work process and then sense of safety. You need to be far away from things that control and hold you and in so doing um, you can really let go 
So I think we're trying to understand how this could be done in stages and in states with the groups that we hold. We're organizing this organization itself. We're creating a framework for that which has no framework. We're creating a box for what is outside the box because that is what the world deserves and needs. So a polarity of super weirdness and heightened intelligence is something you need to prepare for in the days of the pandemic and what comes after the pandemic. Uh, because there's a great amount of diversity and chaos that's about to come into the world that Marie, I think, did so well to draw for us. So um, let's keep in conversation um, for those who still have stamina to commit to the one that's happening hours from now, um, feel free to use that as a chance to speak your own truths and uh, happy to see the other ones um, there as well. Does anyone have last insights that they'd like to share before we close it around almost three hours with this call? Thank you for sitting with it. It's amazing. Okay, let's let people go. It's 5 a.m. in the Philippines, and especially for the mothers out there, I'm honored that you were able to sit with us for so long. Italy, we cannot hear you. Oh, okay. Sorry, I don't have a microphone. Can you hear now? Uh, a little bit better. Maybe you don't need to record this Okay, my battery is off, so I have to take the microphone. Is it okay? Um, yeah, so is, is the timing for this call one hour earlier better? Because that was a request for some of the mothers. Uh, so it wouldn't go so late for the ones who have morning work in the plus three time zone. Okay. Is there somebody who cannot do one hour earlier? Speak it out. No. Okay. Super. So this could be, this was the time window for this, this bunch of people that was so we could take this as in a weekly space uh, for most of us. And then we have the call tomorrow. Tomorrow the Australians are coming along. So um, you can also come to that call, but this would be a, like a set time every week. I'll update it. Okay. Thank you all. Love you. Good night yeah, or morning. <laughs> Super amazing. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you.
really just use all the available channels so that we don't need to just have the conversations within the Zoom calls. Um, that's what the WhatsApp channel is for. So things that come up, it's really actually valuable when you feel connections happening. People don't need to listen to it if they don't have the space, but some people would really appreciate it. So feel free and loose. So good night. Mm, thank you, thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you. <laughs> Sending love.